Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Welcome back to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I'm Pia Larson, your host, and you are definitely going to want to tune in today. I have my friend and associate, Melissa Reeves, who is a storyteller, and she's so good at it. You're going to get a lot out of this episode, so you're going to want to stay tuned. Melissa's a professional improviser. Have you ever heard of that? And a storytelling coach for executives and entrepreneurs. She founded Story Fruition after noticing that founders were lacking stories in their pitches. Melissa is currently working on her book, What's Your Story Fruition, which will highlight the tips to create amazing stories for the business world. So let's dive in. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Pia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yay. Yeah. So let's start <laughs> telling stories. Let's start. <laughs> Tell me your stories. Um, what story would you like? <laughs> so so I know your history, but I would love to hear why storytelling and how did you get involved in helping people tell their story? You don't know thousands of storytelling coaches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... So the way it started was I was actually standing in the university of the Seattle University's business plan competition. And I'm in the audience and I'm watching these presenters. They've got two minutes to pitch how they're going to change the world, right? I'm interested in that. I love entrepreneurs. Wow. And they were all doing this kind of business school model. And they would literally have a slide Well, you know, they'd say problem and then they would say the problem. And if there were ever slides, all I saw was the word problem and then a whole bunch of words on the slide. And then they'd say solution. And then they'd say what they were going to do. Addressable market. And then they tell us who they were going to target. And being that I've been in sales and marketing my entire career and the other fact that I'm a storyteller on the fly as an improviser and I storytell, I just knew that there was a need for these entrepreneurs to start to use story narrative to show us the problem, show us the solution. So show us the problem by creating a narrative of either your founder's story and how you got here, which is a great story to tell, or tell us the plight of the customer that's having the problem. Give them a name. Let us relate to that person and what they're going through. And then you come in as the hero and you're the solution. So it's it's seriously, it's taking the hero's journey and all of the tips that we in the professional storytelling world do and applying it into the business world. Well, all I can say is thank God that you exist and that your service exists because there's a lot of boring content out there on websites, in presentations, in uh, everyone's story. And not everyone is just born a good storyteller, right? There is something that you help people build, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what that formula looks like, and maybe people can practice it at home with their stories? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, good news is, is that it is a teachable craft. It is a very teachable craft. That's a good news. Um, And don't beat yourself up or anyone when you see that they're not telling a story really captivatingly, because we're not taught that in school, right? Like we're taught how to write a story, read a story, analyze a story. But I say this all the time, but we're not really taught how to tell a story. And when I'm thinking about storytelling, I say that it's a mind movie. And you are Mm, creating your voice. Yeah. Isn't that fun? It's like your voice, your words. I'm creating intentionally pictures in your head of my story. And I can do that through uh, creating, well, we wanted to ask for a formula. The, The hero's journey really is a formula that we use. So you start off in one state of mind and then you end the story in the complete opposite state of something that has changed your life. You've had some sort of aha and now you are a different person. That's a story. And so what I do when I'm teaching workshops or when I'm working with one-on-ones, we start going into, well, who are the characters involved? What are they like? What is your relationship to them? What's going on? How can you say that so that my mind movie becomes alive? And the storyteller themselves has a lot of power. And in my opinion, a lot of obligation, because it's like you said, you see all this boring content and with TikTok and our our attention spans getting shorter and shorter Mm -hmm. and shorter, you better take that time that someone's giving you and not only just educate them, but entertain them. And that's where storytelling slips in. Because that's what people are going to remember, right? It helps people remember remember you, remember your services and your brand if you're telling stories because we can have those pictures ingrained in our brain, right? Totally. So like when I'm watching the entrepreneurs, because there's a lot of like, I joke, but they're kind of like cattle calls. They they come out (laughs) and they have all these angel investors out in the audience. And more than one time, I have seen them open up with a stat or a fact or a graph. And right away, they've already swung and missed because- yeah. We're only going to take that in for so long. We like That's like 5% of our brain. But if you come in with a story and then you show me some stats and graphs, the story is what's going to hook me. You're absolutely right. They're going to remember the story. They're not going to be like, you know, that one company, you know, the one with the green uh, pie chart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're going to remember, you know, that one company that's uh, saving lives Mm -hmm. through uh, X technology. You know, that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. I have the story. Yeah, that's great. So you mentioned uh, TikTok, and we all are aware that our attention spans are really short, even Mm -hmm. on in in my business, fingerprint marketing, you have three seconds to capture someone's attention, and have them stop and look at your website. What are some tricks? Um, I know it's storytelling and not showing the graphs in the beginning. But can you share some ideas, examples, tips on how we can capture people in that first, like really important three, three to five seconds? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And in three to five seconds. So I probably shouldn't have said TikTok as much as just generally, like if you were at a cocktail party and someone asked mm. you what you do for a living, mm-hmm. or how did you get into your line of work? Have you ever been asked that? Oh, yeah, all the time. Right. That's a question that like we get asked all the time. And I have so many people that will actually be going on a podcast knowing that that question will be asked of them and they freak out because they're like, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, <laughs> but when we're in storytelling, the setup is the most important thing is that you need to be able to identify the key moment that something happened to you that put your feet on the path. You either met a customer mm. that you knew was Something was broken, something needed to be healed, and you were going to come in there and do that. And when I say heal, it could be technology. I mean, technology is healing things all the time. 
So we have to know what the story is going to be about. And then when, and this is where the work comes in, this is where the workshops and the trainings come in is, is that you have to learn how to do the setup. And, you know, like I said, how old were you when it happened? Where are you? Who are you with? And if you start doing that, the way you're going to hook them is that you're going to hook them because people are going to be able to follow you. Sometimes people will say, yeah, so when I was a kid, I really uh, loved to go driving with my dad. My first thing is I'm not even listening now because I want to know how old you are. So like when I was a little kid, about six years old versus when I was 16, I was with my dad. And the reason that's important is that the listener is imagining if they're seeing you in person, they're probably for a second going to imagine you PS six years old, right? Or they're going to go PS 16 years old. You've put that, that movie in my head, right? If I'm only listening to you, I might see myself at six years old or I might see myself at 16 years old. That's fine because I'm listening. And just by you stating who you are and where you are in life is a great way of starting a story so that we know where we are to begin our journey with you. And then immediately if you start to introduce a, a character like your dad, I need to know your relationship to your father, you know, and what you were doing. And you can do that really quickly too. So you could be like, I'm 16 years old and I'm driving on a Sunday morning with my father and he has got the Rolling Stones jamming as we have the freeway to ourselves. Okay, just the way I explained that, you can kind of tell my relationship with my father by the way I use my voice. Yeah, so it's, it's really in the details. How do you do that without getting too much in the weeds? Because there's the other side, right? It's like, oh my God, just land the plane, right? (laughs) Just get to the point. (laughs) Yes. And so that's where when we're doing storytelling. So I always do, you'll see me doing this. This is the arc. So we're starting here. We're going to do this arc. So it's like one day I was here, this thing happened and all this because of that, because of that. Then I had the aha and then this is my new life. And then this is who I am. And now this is who I am today. And this is what I've realized. That's, That's the hero's journey really quickly in a nutshell. I I teach it a little bit better in workshops. Um, But within that, as a storyteller, there's advance and expand. So great point and great question that you ask because most people get that wrong. They either advance too much and you have Mm. nothing really to hold on to because they've just told you really quickly or they expand too long. They go on and on and on and they're not doing their job so there is this balance and that's where studying it that's where the craft of, of storytelling comes in because you want to make sure that you're engaging and not exhausting your listener yeah, yeah. and that, that's it's hard though thing. right because you're in your head you already know the story and 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 getting it out so i know that sometimes you'll interview people to get their story out is mm-hmm. one of the the ways For listeners who are thinking, well, I don't really have a story. Like, I don't really have anything to talk about. I hear this all the time from our clients. What do you say to them? I just say, you have so many stories. I can't even tell you how many times I hear that on a day. And if I had been told that earlier before I started this company, you know, it would have been nice to know. Because I think what happens is that we're taught to be humble. You know, don't Mm. don't brag. Don't talk about yourself. People don't want to hear that. Mm That's not what you're doing. You're sharing your wisdom. Like I've Mm -hmm. been walking this planet for over five decades. I hope by now I have something to say that can be helpful to those that are a little younger than me. Or I can share something that maybe even someone older would have said, wow, I didn't even look at it like that. So Mm -hmm. we're all gathering stories. And in business, oh my gosh, our customer stories, 
Those are huge yeah. stories that we need to be capturing. And so a customer success story is a story that as a company, that's when I, I was saying earlier today when we were in our first meeting is like, when you have a great customer success story, your company just graduated up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So capture that story because that story of that customer in one state of mind, one situation before they met you, and then they're now in a better state of mind because they've met you. That's a wisdom story. That's a success story. And that's a story that when you capture it, your sales staff should be telling that story. Yeah, right? that's great. So yeah, let's, I always encourage my clients to definitely be looking for a library of stories that the salespeople can tell, the C-suite can tell, everyone should be telling it. Not just the yeah, marketing so guy. Or in the marketing yeah, industry. well, that's the problem. It's always left to the marketing people, right? When, when really it should be the people that are, are in the front lines with your clients. So I, I've seen testimonials before and it's like, oh yeah, so-and-so is so nice. And, you know, they did a great job, but there's no specifics. So speaking to our audience, how would you teach them to get a really good case study or case story out of their, their client? Great question. Again, uh, look for the human aspect that's in there because we're all humans and we re we relate to humans. So I'll tell you mm -hmm. a story. Um, I had a client CEO and he was getting ready to pitch to a really big VC firm, Andreessen Horowitz. So if you're out there in entrepreneur land and you're doing active VC pitching, you know who they are. Mm -hmm. And he called me and, he's, and it's, his name's Tom. And he's like, Melissa, we are ready for the pitch. We're, we're, we're going in big but my presentation has no heart. It's mm. all data. It's all numbers. What am I supposed to do? What can I do? Tom, <laughs> you have three amazing case studies that we found over the summer. Remember the young girl, Sarah? The story of Sarah was that she was a 42-year-old mom and she had two little kids, both under the age of six. And she was working at this media company and she was trudging along, just barely making ends meet because the daycare bill was $600. Okay. Mm. So in order for her to do that, she had to actually take a second job. So she loaded her kids up in the backseat of the car at night and drove an Uber Eats business. Mm. All right. Cause she could, but she couldn't, she started to crumble and fall apart. Then someone stole her car. And now all she could do was keep her kids up all night. And then when they fell asleep, she would sneak off and go to her day job. Total wreck worried about her kids, and she just fell apart. And when they found out that this was going on in her life, the company, they immediately called his company in. And what they do is they go in and they help get you financially back on your feet. Like, so they went in and found a car loan that she could do. They lowered their credit card uh, payments, and she was able to get back on her feet without having to take that second job. He tells that story, plus two others, that he infused into his Andreessen Horowitz presentation, and he walked out with $35 million in series A. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a testimonial to you as well, right? Well, he gives like me, he does give me case. some credit. <laughs> but <laughs> the but checks in the mail, right? right? <laughs> yeah. And what I'm saying now is, is that when you don't have story and you're only left brain, you're just left brain and you need to have that right brain balance because the left brain's logical. The right brain is emotional. And when you put them together in any presentation, you now have like the locked in way of trying to captivate the audience so that they remember you, they buy in and they're leaning into you. Yeah. And you said it beautifully. How can we add heart 
to our story, right? How can mm-hmm. we add emotion? Because that's what's going to stick. There's so many ways that we can use storytelling in marketing our business. I mean, yeah. there's the web copy, there's the uh, pitch, you know, pitching to a VC, there's, you know, pitching for a new position inside the company. What are some other ways that you've helped people use storytelling in marketing their business? Well, one of my favorite stories to mine and make sure it's crafted because it's going to be one of the more told stories is their founder story or what I would call this their story fruition. Like, how did you mm. come into being? And like with you, you know, when we did our interview a while back, like we found out that you were an early entrepreneur when you were a child. Yeah, doing that was lemonade fun. sales and doing those theater shows. Tell us your theater show. It's actually a cute story. I have been an entrepreneur all my life. It started when I threw a puppet show with my younger brother, Brian, and I wasn't satisfied in just selling the tickets. I actually upsold everyone who wanted to sit in the front row. If you wanted a pamphlet about the show, if you wanted popcorn and a side of soda, that was an upcharge. <laughs> so we made a lot of money that night. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then I can see you in the garage. <laughs> right. I can see you going, oh, would you like a popcorn and a soda? That's a dollar twenty-five more. <laughs> Back then it was probably just twenty-five cents, but yeah. Right. And tip please. <laughs> right. So tip yeah, it was staff. Yeah. So tapping into your childlike past or creativity, I think for me was really helpful. So a lot of people think, oh, it's business, right? You've got to keep it really staid and professional. And, you know, I'm doing this for the world's better good. But there's really a much deeper level there. Well, and again, it depends on who your audience is. But like when we're doing the story mining sessions, when I'm when I'm working one on one, and we're, you know, sometimes there's stories that bubble up and people are like, why am I telling this story? I'm like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. what wants to come out. And that gets us to the creative flow. So the creative flow is a very important part of us as human beings. And that's where we are allowing whatever that story might want to come up and allowing it to come out, even if it's just in your own personal journal. It wants to come out and there's some sort of golden nugget of wisdom that you were a part of. And it could be a story that you use once, but it's used at the right time. So allow, and again, it kind of comes back to the first question was, I don't have any stories. Mm. I could say to you, tell me your favorite holiday meal. What comes to mind? Thanksgiving, turkey. Particular one? Gravy. Just one, because it was so unusual because I discovered I had Mormon relatives. And I was 14. I was like, how did I not know this? It was just one of these things where I'm eating turkey at this this table with 20 other people that I'd never met. And oh, yeah, these are your Mormon cousins. It's like, what? (laughs) So you were learning an aspect of so So that story could be crafted and that could be a pleasant surprise or family Mm -hmm. secrets. You know, like if there's Mm -hmm. some sort of moth theme, that could be a story that that but it just came up. And now you're probably going to think about it a little bit more because you learned something you Something happened that day when you found that out. Yeah. Um, in business, it's easy to find stories, right? I think so. I mean, it's like best boss you ever had. Well, you've been your own boss, so it's always going to be you. But <laughs> no, she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, worst customer that taught you the most. Mm. Right. 
Yeah. A, a time that you uh, were the hero, you hit an obstacle, but you figured out how to get around it. I know yeah. you're loaded with stories like that. Oh yeah. 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 Right. And then, and then when you're looking at someone's website and you're not talking about the founder anymore, but you're talking about the company and the brand, mm -hmm. how does story play a role in that? Oh, it could, well, it depends on who the company is. I actually have a client who is an incredible baker. They are doing some really innovative, super conscious, sustainable work, right? And their food is amazing. You've probably seen them in the stores. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at their products and they were really dry. Sorry, I know it's baked goods. You don't want to put the word dry next to a baked good. But we started to tell little stories about each one of the products. So she had this one apple crumble uh, muffin and we were like, there's nothing more American than the smell of a fresh baked apple pie with a la mode. Well, this will be perfect for your breakfast when you pour your cream filled coffee and dip it inside. You know, we just started kind of like, like free flow. Oh, I love that. And yeah. we were starting to write little fun anecdotes, little fun stories for the product because we want the reader to lean in and go, oh my gosh, I can smell that. Because that's another thing yeah. with storytelling is that we, as the storytellers, we're igniting the senses. We're igniting yeah. the senses. And so I love the smell sense, because if you can get someone to remember a smell, that's hopefully positive, obviously, that can so help. So each of your products and services can have its own story, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't just say, I'm a storytelling coach. <laughs> Not much story there, right? Mm -hmm. You know? But I could say, you know, I'm I, like I told you with the CLU, I was standing in that when I was standing in that hall and I was seeing people that were just telling me mundane, very vanilla, very nondescript problems and solutions. I knew that things could get better. I And I immediately tapped the interim director, Amelia Markworth, who I love to death. And I said, I can help. I can do this. I can do this. I'm a sales and marketing person. I've been an actor. I started rattling off my resume to her and she starts laughing and she goes, okay. And then called me the following year. And that's when I started pitch coaching. And I turned everything on its side. I was just like, enough of this problem solution stuff. What's your story? Who's your target market? How old is your audience? What? Let's name her. What's her problem? Let's show her problem through this little narrative. And we've been doing it for the last three years. And now we do that with Founders Live. And now I do that with every client I have. And a lot of the stories that I'm doing. So remember, I'm doing a lot of the storytelling, the oratory work. So the presentation mm -hmm. work, but you are completely right. These need to be able to be told as well as written. Yeah. As well as written, as well as listened to. So, yeah. And it's a little more challenging when it's written, I think, because you don't have the, the cadence of the voice and the, 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 the volume and everything to put that emotion in. So you have to paint it with words. You have to have adjectives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has to be done well. <laughs> now, I, I do know that you also have a background in improv, mm -hmm. which I think plays plays a role in business and in storytelling. Can you tell us a little bit about how that helps? That has been amazing for me. So first off, one thing is, is that I think everyone should take an improv class. Several of them. I agree. Yep. There's so much fun. We've played improv like on the fly, just with a few of us on the phone together with our, with our team. And it's so good for you because it makes you trust you <laughs> because you're going to go in and we call it free falling in improv. So you can say one word to me and I'm going to walk up to the quote unquote microphone and I'm going to tell a joke about that word. I'm going to unpack it. And I, I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say. 
And then all of a sudden the first image comes up and I just trust it and it starts to come out. And what happens is, is that you get better at it and you get better at it and better at it and it gets more fun. And now in business, it takes a lot to rattle me because mm. I've proven to myself, I can get one word and do a hip hopera. <laughs> if I can do that, <laughs> I can, I can handle a, an objection that I've probably heard 16 times already and I know how yeah. to handle it. But it, 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 it strengthens that, that confidence. That's what improv mm-hmm. is. Yeah. In my founder's live work and in all of my clients' work, when I'm drilling in to find out who they're really trying to target because they're trying to market a product and they're doing it kind of in the traditional way, I start to, so I ask enough questions so I clearly get who they are, what they're trying to do. And then all of a sudden that story, just narrative just flashes up and I just, it's kind of my superpower. It just comes out of me. And I, I do it like a, in, a, in a two minute pitch because we do 99 second pitches for Founders Life. And I come out and I have to do not only the narrative, but I have to do the go to market strategy and their traction and their business model. I got to get this all in in 99 seconds. And when I do it, I, 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 I'll say to my clients, you ready? I, I can feel it. Here comes the flow. They're like, yeah, yeah, go, go. <laughs> and then blah, the characters got the problem. I start doing it. And um, they usually they usually use it. That's amazing. Because I'm tapping into you. I'm tapping into your 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 quest. And so, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... Yeah, so we all have it. We all have the skill. You're just bringing out the best of it. And one of the things I think you and I talked about a few years ago was uh, creating a diary or journal or just a list of stories, right? Yeah. So when we're... Even when we wake up from a dream or we, you know, just a a picture that comes to us like there's a story we could build around that based on our experience that we can work into our marketing right absolutely i have a friend that says to me he has he carries a a, a journal and a and a black gel pen everywhere he goes and he says if something flashes to me he goes i don't mean to be hooey but he said the universe just gave me that idea and i have that responsibility so i should at least write it down or yeah. you grab your phone and just make a memo because there might be something there but yeah, I mean, if you just wrote five, like for five minutes every day, just set your timer for five minutes and allow the first story that wants to come out, you'd be shocked. Yeah. And if you keep going past five minutes, keep going past five minutes, but just see what happens. Just see what yeah, happens. Yeah, because it, and, and do it in the moment, right? That's what I love about these, you know, going live on Facebook or TikTok or YouTube is, you know, a lot of people are just like, hey, it's story time. I got to share what just happened to me. And yeah. it's great because it's in the moment and it supports their brand. So it's yeah. pretty awesome. So we're wrapping up the show and I wanted to make sure that people knew how, where they can find you and, and what you have coming up that they can um, follow you for more great storytelling tips. Oh, thank you. Well, storyfruition.com looks like fruit shun fruition.com is my site and uh, I'm, my email's all over that. I'm, I'm always happy to do a 30-minute consultation for free to find out what a company's doing. I get hired a lot by companies to come in and mine stories and train the C-suite to tell these stories really, really well because storytelling I'm seeing more and more is becoming a cultural corporate uh, quest. Well, that was a nice mm. alliteration, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and I also do a lot of work with associations too. And I kind of like that a lot because of the fact that I can teach storytelling en masse. And then yeah. if people really want to zoom in on it, we can always talk about how we can have a closer engagement. So, and I'm also big into storytelling for podcasting too, because that's all you have is your voice. 
and your ability yeah. to use words to create mind movies so that people keep listening. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's great. Um, and I'll have that in the show notes where people can follow you and, and sign up. So thank, thank you. you so much, Melissa. This has been really, I mean, I know, know a lot of storytelling tips from working with you, but this has been great uh, to expand on that. So thank you for the conversation. Oh, well, thank you. And you know, everyone keep telling your stories. And if you want to tell them better, I'm here to help you. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening.